Hello, this is Marco Cesero and welcome to Run Eat Drink Podcast. Welcome to the Run Eat Drink Podcast. We feature destination races from across the country. And after the race, we take you on a tour of the best local food and beverage to celebrate. So whether you are an elite runner or a back of the packer like us, you'll know the best places to accomplish, explore, and indulge on your next runcation. Hey, welcome to episode 89 of the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. I'm your host, Amy, and I'm flying solo on this intro to this week's show. Dana's out of town on a work trip, and so you just have me. For the intro. However, we have such a great and special episode this week for you. It's an interview with Mr. Marco Cesetto, or as he likes to call himself, Marathon Marco. We were first introduced to him at the Anchorage Run Fest when he spoke at the expo and the luncheon at the beginning of the Anchorage Run Fest weekend. He was so inspiring as he told his story. He is a double amputee from the knee down, and he'll talk a little bit about that in our interview today. He is so inspiring, so motivating, and so positive. He is full of great tips, as well as how you can find out more about him and some special things he has in the works coming up. So without further ado... Marco Chisetto. We are so proud and lucky to welcome Mr. Marathon Marco, Marco Chisetto, to our podcast. Welcome, sir. Thank you for taking time to talk with us today. You're welcome. And if you would just permit me and indulge me, Dana knows that you were so inspiring to us when we heard you speak at the Anchorage Run Fest back in August, so much so that we wanted you to come on to the show and share your inspiring story with our audience because they can learn so much from you. If they don't know, I want to brag on you a bit if that's okay. Yeah, you, that's okay. Yeah, is that okay? <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. So you are the current world record holder for double amputees in the marathon distance. Is that correct? That is correct. And you have achieved that status or broken that record not once but twice in a world marathon major this year. Is that not also correct? That is correct. Yay. So you you ran your first marathon in... Uh, New York City, the New York City Marathon in November of 2018? Yes. And that was two hours, 52 minutes, 33 seconds, ladies and gentlemen of the Run, Eat, Drink podcast audience. And he then topped that and broke the record at two hours, 42 minutes, 24 seconds, at the very tough Boston Marathon course in April of 2019. And then in October, most recently broke it again at Chicago with two hours, 37 minutes, 
and 23 seconds. Do I have all the numbers right? You have all the numbers right. Yay! Yay! And you also returned to New York City this year. So you have been very busy running all those marathon major distances. How are you feeling right now? You know, right now I am feeling a little bit tough because, you know, it's a day of the Thanksgiving. But oh, yeah. other than that, I am feeling great. Feeling great. And what is the next big race that you are training for? The next big race is the Boston Marathon. And, it is going to be the first time that Boston Marathon will have an elite parent section. Oh, so prizes to be won. So there will be prize money, but that is something that hasn't been done at a World Marathon major before. Is that right? That is correct. So that is exciting. And do you think that that is a a trend that will be repeated in in the others once they see the success? At Boston? You know, that, you know, that is the hope. Yeah. My belief always is when the right people are presented with an opportunity, mm. they can also open more doors for those people who are trying to create their, that opportunity when they see when those people, what those people are going to achieve. You have, I think opened a lot of in- doors and inspired a lot of people through your story. So let me take a step back and and ask you, because I think that your story teaches a lot about how to overcome obstacles and adversity. So can you talk about the experiences that led up to you accomplishing these major achievements? I am originally from Kenya. I came to the United States in 2008 went to University of Alaska Anchorage on track and field and cross-country uh, scholarship. In 2011, my cousin committed suicide, and he had tried to reach out to me to talk. And I was not able to get to the house on time. By the time I got there, he had already committed suicide. Mm-hmm. And that pushed me on a downfall depression. I was really, you know, I was guilty of not having that time to go and listen to what he wanted to say. Mm. In November of that year, I was just not in my mind and took some antidepressants and went for a run, November of 2011. Mm. And that time of the year in Alaska, the weather is not very friendly. It was very cold. I was out there for close to 60 hours. Wow. And when I emerged, my feet were frozen and they couldn't save them. Mm. So the doctors had to amputate them because I was starting to have a gangrene. So then, after my amputation, I started on walking prosthetics. I was able to get some grants for running prosthetics and I just picked up from there. But before I started running, Mm-hmm. One thing just struck my mind when I was in the hospital, after my amputation. Mm-hmm. I had just blamed myself for, for not having helped my cousin. But then, after I lost my own legs, I just realized, if I had control over things, would it be my own legs that I should have saved them? So from that point, I realized there are so many things in this life 
that we do not have control over. Mm. I told myself I would just worry about what I can control, and if there are things that are out of my reach, then I am not going to worry about those. So I focused on myself and focused on rebuilding my second chance in life. Mm. And you have really capitalized on that second chance in your life. I mean, somebody who had gone through that that much adversity could have chosen to go down a, a darker path, but you didn't. You, you are using this opportunity to show what your inner power can do. And you've talked a little bit about that in other conversations with, with us and with uh, other people in other interviews that I've seen, that your inner power is the most important. Is that right? You know, yes, I just, you know, through that experience, I came to realize that for you to achieve whatever you want to achieve, everything that you need is in you. Mm. Yes, there could be some outside factors that will also help you succeed, but the first step is to talk to yourself and win yourself first. Telling yourself, I got this. It has to come from you from within you because if you rely on the outside support to be a first support sometimes it can be disappointing because you don't have control over things that are not within you so i just and i realized also you know we talk about greed you have to have the greed to succeed you have to be able to push mm. yourself you, you and realizing too that greed is also that ability for you to acknowledge that, you know, I have a challenge, mm. but I need to overcome it. We sometimes tend to look things from, a, you know, a champion mindset, say, you know, I have to get it from a strong position. Sometimes you cannot be on that strong position. You could be struggling like I was, but that is still your grit. The first step accepting that, you know, I have an issue that I need to fix it. Mm. You got to have the grit and you have to send yourself the right positive mental messages, no matter what that challenge is that you're facing. Yes. And realizing that even when things are not okay, it is okay not to be okay. Once you realize that, then you know, over time, things will change. So you have run... The New York City Marathon, you have run the Boston Marathon and the Chicago Marathon as a double amputee and had so much massive success. Have there ever been times on those courses where you have hit that wall? And what have you done to overcome that within the races? So this is what I tell myself at the start line of a marathon or even when I am on training. There is no second option. And this is really important that a lot of people, when they go to a marathon, or do they tell themselves, you know, I'm going to run and see how I feel at mile 15 or mile 20 or mile 22. Mm. If you start your marathon with that mindset, they always start second thought that will keep telling you, remember, mm. you told yourself, I am going to make an assessment at mile 15, 16, 17, whatever mile. And when you hit that mile, even if there's just a 
slight discomfort, mm. your brain will go back to what you told yourself before you started. Like, hey, remember, it's starting to get a little bit uncomfortable. Isn't it that time for you to make an assessment? So I go to the start line knowing that I will make my assessment after I cross that finish line. So no matter how I feel, I know I have to finish it. So yes, there are some times when I am in mile 20, mile 21, 22, because those are the times they say when marathon starts, and I'm thinking, wow, I still have four miles to go. I still have two and a half miles to go. I still have 0.2 miles to go. Mm. And, and I maybe started with that second thought of I will make an assessment at mile 26. Maybe I could not have finished it strong, but I go start and tell myself there is no second option once that gun goes off in a marathon. And you're just going to make it 26.2. Mentally, you say to yourself, hey, I'll be there at the finish line and cross it. And, and do you do a, a lot of positive mental visualizations throughout training and during the marathon itself? Yes, even, even when I go to bed. So like the night of a marathon, I, have, I execute my run mentally. Mile one, what will I be doing? Mile three. And I know every what mile do I need to hydrate? When do I need to maybe add an additional gel? When do I need to do what? So I have that all planned out before I start. So when I am running, I have a plan that this is what I am doing. And you execute that plan so well. Yes. I, so I don't have to make an assessment in the middle of a run. I make all my execution before I study, so then I know what I need to do. Of the Boston, Chicago, and New York City marathon courses, well, this may be a loaded question, Dana. Well, we'll see. We'll see if he could tackle. Yeah. It. Okay. I think, so I think Marco I, can he tackle can tackle this. anything. Are you kidding me? Come on. So, uh, of the Boston, Chicago, and New York City marathon courses, which one is your favorite? You know, I would say. All of them. All of them. He's not going to pick. Well, all of them. But each one of them has its unique uh, provision. Okay. The, the best thing about Boston Marathon, mm. you started from one end and you just run. It's almost like running straight from point A to B. Yes. There is that heartbreak hill, but, you know, you know... Like I said, I plan before I run, so I know, okay, this is that hill that they talked about, because it was my first one. Yeah. I'm just going to, I'm not worried about anything right now, I just want to finish this hill, and then I will worry about the other things when that time comes. So, one. Yeah. And then, um, the spectators, New York. Every part of the New York City Marathon is like a finish line. There is like millions and millions and millions of people just cheering. And Except I think it's Queens Bridge that is kind of like a quiet, it's like mile 15, 16. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I tell myself this is a good time to just quickly be yourself 
and tell yourself, 10 more miles to go, it's quiet, what's going on, I am here by myself, I still got it. Chicago, Chicago matters. The best thing about Chicago is flat and fast coast. Flat. You start it and man, you are just moving. There is no making an assessment that, oh, it's that time to go uphill. You start it and people sprint to the finish line. Wow. So wow. each one of them. But then, you know, spectators, great. In each of them. So each one of them has its own good thing to get from it. It, sound, oh, I say, yeah. it sounds like each race has a very unique character. Mm-hmm. It, it does. And maybe I don't want to say I am cynical here, but for you to enjoy mm-hmm. running, there's really, and I told people, I'm not trying to discourage people from running, but I, I am trying to be honest about it. It's sure. not, you can, if you are not, if you can convince yourself to enjoy running, it's a very easy sport to get discouraged. Mm-hmm. So, for me, since I don't set where I want all the marathons to be done, I have developed this mental preparedness that I love all the marathons, regardless of where I go, because it's what I like doing. Because if I tell myself I don't like New York, for example. And I'm not saying I don't like New York. I'm just giving a hypothetical right. sure. yeah. example. So what happens when I go to New York on my best day, like I am well fit, and then back of my mind I'm going, oh, yeah, I don't like New York. That will affect my results. But I go to every marathon saying this is the best that marathon that I can have. Even going to Boston, oh. uh, you know, I had had a lot of advice from friends. Make sure that you get ready. It's a tough course. It's a heartbreak healing. But had I gone to Boston telling myself, well, they said there's a heartbreak here, I wouldn't have ran a 242. But I went there and said, it's the only marathon that I got in April. I am doing my best. Do you always set out to break a record, or is it just I'm going to finish and I'm going to do it for the love and the enjoyment like, like you talk about? I always tell myself I'm going to do it for the love of the sport. I am just going to run. And this is what I tell people. When I was running in Boston Marathon, I, I didn't even know the exact time that the fastest amputee had ran. I had it. It was a 242, but I was not too worried about that. I was worried about if I give my best. If I go there and run my best marathon, I think I'll run a good time. And I think sometimes that is what, you know, gets most of us runners off our target. We focus so much on someone else's ability and forget about our own ability. You cannot go to a marathon and amend your pace on a satellite mm. based on who is standing next to you because mm. you are not going to finish it because you did not train or prepare for what they prepared for. I guess there's there's always the element of the unexpected. And like, like you've said, there's always aspects, whether it's in life or in the race, of things you can't control. Yes, and I, I am a firm 
deliver us if you prepare yourself adequately. You get ready for whatever you want to do in life. As long as you're not looking onto somebody else and says, I want to do it to impress somebody else or to just, as long as you're doing it for a good reason, mm. you will achieve it and you can get even better results. It's a fantastic message for our listeners. I think that that's, yeah. that's, that's the right mindset to have. Yeah. Well, hey, if some of our listeners are considering doing the marathon distance for the first time, what would your advice be? There's this fiction narrative that all of us are guilty of in life. Perfect timing. Oh, yeah, I'm waiting for the perfect time. There is nothing called perfect timing. Even for those people that we, we think they had it perfectly, it's not that they had a perfect timing. They were trying and they kept trying and they kept trying, and in the middle of their tryout, Perfect timing just found them in the middle of a trial. Mm. So I want all of this run, eat, drink podcast listeners to know that this is your perfect timing. Do it now. Start it now. In the middle of your tryout, you will stumble upon your perfect timing, and then you can come and tell us you planned it perfectly, but really, Perfect timing is a fictional narrative. You just have to commit and do it. Yes, and just start it now. Yeah. Don't tell yourself I have to, to lose 20 pounds or I have to do this to do it. If you want to lose 20 pounds to run a marathon, start with your first marathon. By the time you finish that first marathon, you have <laughs> lost 20 pounds. Trust me. <laughs> right, yeah. a lot of pounds in your first marathon. You're definitely burning some calories. Well, speaking of just do it. Oh, yes. We saw just that you recently got an endorsement deal with Nike. Congratulations on that. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> so what excites you most about that opportunity? It's given me a platform mm. to get out there to the community and mm. really share my story. Yeah. Telling people that sometimes we think that a lot of things in life are out of our reach. We are not. We don't have the ability to do. It. Mm. I want each one of our of your listeners to know that we are all capable of doing it. It's just trusting the system, doing it consistently, self-discipline, mm. and you will get to where you want to be. A lot of times we look at people who have achieved things in life and say, I want to be there. Mm. But we don't sit back and say, how did he get there? Because it was not an overnight thing that I was able to run and say, you know, and put those good times there. Right. There were a lot of times that I was just kicking in the middle of the night, getting up at 4 a.m. in Florida sometimes to beat that heat. And we know that heat. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Yeah, we're just yeah, three no, hours it, south of you, so we know exactly what you're talking about, about that summer heat. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so it, it, it is a great opportunity. And I am also a, a firm believer that as long as you're doing something good in life, mm. someone out there will appreciate you. Because even when I was running my marathon, yes, I had 
something in the back of my mind that I hope somebody helps me so that I can focus more on my running. Mm. But I didn't know who that would be. I didn't run saying this is going to maybe catch somebody at Nike to, you know, sponsor me. I was just doing my thing and say, I want to inspire people out there. I don't want somebody to sit in the couch and say, you know what? I have a disability. I can't do it. Or I have. And when I talk about a disability, I don't mean you have to actually have a physical disability. I, there could be your mental, you know, attitude towards something. But sometimes, even though I don't say, uh, uh, when I'm running, but I know when people see me, they go, look, this guy without legs can do it. But I want to tell them, it's not a guy without legs can do it. It's the attitude and the mind preparedness. You know, you have to have that mental preparedness to be able to do anything. That is true. Mindset is so important. So important. I I think you absolutely drive home the point that Mm -hmm. that's that's probably the most important aspect of the training. Yeah. Yeah. Followed by training the body itself. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Well... (laughs) This is the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. Uh, yes. And yes. so we do have to ask the really tough questions here. It's, it's going to be really hard. So are you ready? <laughs> yes. Okay, Marco. What we want to know is when you cross the finish line, Yes. what is one of your favorite post-race meals? And this can be a meal that you either prepare at home, or this could be something that you go out for at a local restaurant or eatery somewhere. So when I finish that marathon, I always try and find a seafood place, my favorite meal. Because running that 27 miles, a lot of, you lose a ton of your sodium. Mm. And at that time, your muscle, your muscle threshold is really low. It's not, there's nothing to excite it. Your muscle excitement is just, there's nothing to excite it so that you can react. Mm-hmm. So I go to a seafood place, salt myself up to get my sodium up and get my muscles excited so that the next day I can be able to get out of bed and not win. <laughs> oh my goodness. And, okay, and when you yeah. go to the okay. seafood restaurant, yeah. What do you order? What's your preferred seafood? Right. Shrimp. Shrimp. Okay. Fried? <laughs> boiled? Steamed? Yeah, steamed. Steamed shrimp. He's he's an elite runner. There's no way he's eating fried shrimp. Really? <laughs> no fried foods, really? <sighs> Okay, so we, we now, now okay. you threw us okay. for a loop. I wasn't yeah. expecting seafood. So, oh, no. so then the question is, what do you wash that down with? Yes. What beverage do you like to celebrate with after running 26.2 miles? Yes. And that can be alcoholic or non-alcoholic. But yeah. what is the beverage Marco Cicetto reaches for? To toast the accomplishment. My, my favorite drink of all time. Add oat. Or H2O, whatever. Water? Water? Yes. Water. Even with your shrimp meal? Really? Oh, yes. Plus more water. (laughs) (laughs) Water with a side of water. Water with a side of water, please. Yes. Yes. 
And then, of course, oh. there is electrolytes that oh. you know, I drink. Yeah. Yeah. So water is just my favorite thing. It is time. the drink of choice. Okay. The, you heard it here. You seafood. heard it here. Yeah, seafood and water. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. I know what, I know what I'm drinking before my next big race and eating. Well, I'm yeah. having shrimp and water. Before? No, he yeah. says after. Or after. He after. said after. <laughs> yeah. Before the race, before your race, eat a lot of pasta. Ah. So you, you do go for the pasta pre-race. Yes. yes. There is this favorite Kenyan meal that oh. I would go for. But remember, during a marathon, usually I'm in a hotel room. Right. Oh, yeah. There is this favorite meal. It's called Ugali. Mm. Ugali. Yeah, U-G-A-L-I. And it's basically water and cornmeal. Oh. Okay. So So you boil the water when it's... Starts boiling, you pour the cornmeal, stir it, and then it's kind of a tough dough, and eat mm. it with either kale or beef stew. Oh, okay. Like the consistency of the polenta. Your next question would be, why a Kenyan do it in long distance running? My oh. friend is Ugali. Ugali. All right, Ugali. Beef I need to get some Ugali. Stew. Yes, we yes. we got to figure out how to get that. <laughs> Well, the recipe is really easy. I'll send that to you. Okay. All right. Yay. I'm excited about that. Now, we've asked you about pre-race meals and drinks. We've asked you about post-race meals and drinks because we are the Runny Drink Podcast. We also want to know what you're working toward in the future in terms of your next race or your next goal. And, and, and what are what are you up to? So I have realized I have a ton of stories to get out of. I want to change the world through running. And the way I can do that is sharing my story with as many people as I can. Mm. So I have a Marco Marco LLC. Oh. A limited liability company is my speaking engagement company. So my next goal is to reach as many people as I can through my speaking engagement, inspiring them, telling them you can do it. It's possible. It's just trying to get rid of that perfect timing, knowing what your grid is. Opportunities, I always tell people, realizing that opportunities, unfortunately, don't ring doorbells. You have to get out of your house and go seek for them. Even in your neighborhood now, nobody knows there is a run, eat, drink podcast going on. It's until you put it on the internet. You get it out there, then people will know. So we have to get out there and seek for those opportunities. And the one way I realize we can get that messaging out is for me. In this regard, I will be ringing doorbells to get my messaging to people. It's usually not how it should work, but I figured out it's the effective way of getting people out of those couches, getting them out, 
letting them know that you can have your shrimp and water after your long run. You can have your ugali. You can enjoy whatever you want to do by being active. That's fantastic. And that's how we got introduced to you was we got to hear you speaking at the Anchorage Run Fest. And you shared your message with those of us in attendance there. And our dog is also loving hearing your message too right now. You can hear her in the background. (laughs) But that's going to be, I I think that once people start hearing about you and your willingness to come and share your message, they're going to be mm-hmm. knocking down your door to get you to come and talk with them. That's a, that yes. your message is so compelling. Now, do you, uh, yeah. do you already have a speaking engagement scheduled? Uh, um, yes, I have them, but for 2020, I am okay. open for 2020. So this year I am closing the year up. I'll, but for 2020, I still have a lot of books available for somebody who wants to book me. All right. Well, we need to make sure people are aware of that yes. so that uh, we can get Marco Chisetto's message of positivity yes. out there. And they can find out more and book you mm-hmm. by going to Marathon Marco. That's Marathon, M-A-R-K-O dot com. And you're also pretty easy guy to find on social media. Yes. Aren't you? Yes. <laughs> you just type Marathon Marco, and that is a handle for all of my social media. So anybody yes. can find you at by typing in Marathon Marco, whether it's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all the social things. Mm-hmm. Now, yes, LinkedIn, now, all those. Oh yeah. Now we do we we do have one more little secret. Uh, we heard about something. Oh, we yes. <clears throat> so I I don't know. You talked a lot about speaking engagements. Are are you also writing a book? I am. I working on a book. In 2016, I had found an agent and. Mm-hmm. And at that time, I was getting ready to go to the Rio Paralympics, but I was not able to go. So mm-hmm. I didn't have um, finished the last page of the book. Oh. But I think I have a ton of last pages of the book now. So <laughs> I am working on making sure that that book comes out. And my hope is to have it out by mid-2020. Oh, excellent. All right. This is great. Well, we have a request. Yes, we do. Uh, When you do that, we want to have you back on the show to talk about the book. Yes. And for all of us runners out there, please do an audiobook version so we can listen to it while we're running. Yes, yes. We love listening to audiobooks while we're running. We love it. We hope you do it. I am putting that as one of the requests that must be fulfilled. Oh, it's got to be. It's got to be. Do you, yeah. Excellent. <laughs> that that makes me very happy. And oh, I, yeah. And I, and I know it does you too. Yes, it does. We love listening to, to audiobooks while we're out there, especially on long runs. Yeah. And hearing, hearing your story while we're out there suffering through that oh. summer heat would be yeah. very helpful. Yes. And so inspiring. The one thing that I learned while I lived in Alaska, 
you can always change your gear, not your plan. Yeah. That's very true. Because if it's hot, put on less cloth. Oh, oh, yeah. If it's cold, put more. Layer up, right? Yeah, so <laughs> it's just being ready to know what gear you need for what time. Yes. But then yes. growing in Kenya... I learned one thing. What's that? Contentment. Contentment. Yes. And this is not to be confused with just not being aggressive in life. Contentment, the way I learned it is being grateful of what you have at the moment, what you are able to do at the moment, and not worry so much about what you will have in future because talking about running community, mm. people are saying I'm not ready to run my marathon because I am not contented with the time that mm. I am able to run now. But how do you know that you will improve on your time next time if you don't? Get contented with what you have now. Put it out there, and then work on that to build yourself. Be grateful for what you have and what you're currently accomplishing and putting out there, and that will be a building block for future goals. Yes. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect message. That is so great. Well, I, I think that is. Oh. You've left us with so many great takeaways today, yes. Marco. Um, one last question. What is your next race? Where are you running next? Yes. So uh, For marathon, I will be doing the Boston Marathon in April. Yes. And then I will run the New York Half Marathon in early March. Mm-hmm. And then I will also run another half marathon in... February. Have you ever done any of the Disney races? I have not done one of the Disney races because last year I was planning to do it, but it was the same weekend as the Gasparilla had. Oh, last last so, year. So, and I think it's the same this year, but I have I not think so. Yeah, between Disney and Gasparilla for next year so i'm still debating on which one i should do oh my goodness yeah well if you are doing either of those we'd love to hook up with you oh yeah we've done them both yeah um they're fantastic they're great so can't wait to see which one you decide to do yes so i will keep you posted keep us posted we'll be following you on instagram facebook twitter all of that and following your website for your speaking Very engagements. Easy to follow me. Yes. Marathon Marco. <laughs> Marathon Marco. Marathonmarco.com. And I I just yeah. personally want to say thank you so much for inspiring us. We go and we look back at that video of your speaking engagement at the Anchorage Run Fest very often for inspiration. And with your message that everything you need for success is already inside of you and you have 
the power within you to achieve what you want to achieve if you go after it with the right mindset. We want to wish you the best of luck in all of your future endeavors, and we'll be following you through all of those. And I really want to say especially thank you for talking with us today because it's my birthday. This is the best birthday present that anyone could have given her. You've outdone me, Marco. Thanks a lot. Yes. Hey, thank you so much for having me. Well, we are looking so forward to the things coming from Marco Cicetto in the upcoming Mm -hmm. 2020 running season. Keep an eye out on for him at at Marathon Marco on all the social things and at MarathonMarco.com. And don't forget to run, eat, and drink. Well, that was an incredible interview with Marco Cicetto. And as we said, you can find out more about him at his website, MarathonMarco.com. And that is how he is known on all of his social media. Just an incredible human being. And we thank him for taking the time out to talk to us for this week's episode. I'm Amy, and we'll be looking for you next week, so stay tuned. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. We're having a great third year because of your support. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Run, Eat, Drink podcast. And on Twitter, we're at Run, Eat, Drink pod. You can also give us a call at 941-677-2733. Or shoot us an email at info at runeatdrink.net. Visit our website at runeatdrink.net and click on the subscribe link so you don't miss a minute. Accomplish, explore, and indulge right along with us. We'll talk to you next time.